Hey, Scream Therapy listeners. As you might imagine, doing the Scream Therapy podcast over the past year and a half has been emotionally heavy and a lot of work. Now that the podcast has reached 40 episodes, I've decided to take a break for a while so I can come back recharged. But fear not, during Scream Therapy's absence, I'm bringing you a spin-off podcast. It's called Flex Your Head. Each episode, I dissect a classic punk album with one of my dear friends as a guest. On this episode, I welcome Mike. Mike and I started a band when I was 25 and he was 18, so a long time ago. Since then, we've become lifelong friends who share a love for really angry music. Before we start, just a reminder to check out Scream Therapy and Flex Your Head episodes and my other stuff at ScreamTherapyHQ.com. That's ScreamTherapyHQ.com. And here we go. How's it going, Mike? Uh, good. How are you? Oh, pretty good. What album are we talking about today? Uh, we're talking about a compilation, The Rebel Sound of Shit and Failure by Born Against. Hello, shit. We're born against, so suck my fucking lizard. Okay, so Born Against the Rebel Sound of Shit and Failure, it's a collection of seven inches and compilation tracks. It came out in 1995 on Sam's label Vermiform Records. Sam is the singer. Um, Mick Feeders, I've always wanted to say that name out loud. I don't think I ever actually have <laughs> his label. Do you have any opening thoughts about it? I know we've been listening to it over the last couple of days and all of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of my thought because I'd listened to it like a million times when I was uh I guess a teenager in my twenties, but then I kept listening to it over the years, but now it's been like maybe a year or two since I've listened to it. The first thing that stuck out to me was the audio quality of the recording is better than a lot of the hardcore albums from that time period. I don't know if I was listening to like a remastered version or something, or if it's the original, I think it's the original. Well, I know that Kill Rock Stars did a reissue of it at some point. Right. So maybe that's part of it. I actually bought the tape from Kill Rock Stars recently. It's pretty yeah. awesome to have it on tape. <laughs> There's a lot of different sounds as far as production goes. Right. The song Mary and Child, which is one of my favorite songs by Born Against, is very patchy. Yeah. Which is, I love I love shitty sounding recordings. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally serious. <laughs> Born Against, they're only around for four years. And this compilation really shows all the ground that they covered. Yeah, because it's a bunch of different songs and different recording sessions, so they all kind of sound differently. But like I noticed a lot of the hardcore from that time period, there's not much low end to it. It's kind of all like high end. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed with this, there's more of a bass sound, more of a full kind of sound to it. Yeah, I used to always listen to I have the CD still that I got when I was a teenager. I like at the beginning where they're explaining like all the different shows they played and like who the different members that were in a band, like how many shows and stuff. <laughs> Seven drummers and four bass players. Yeah, it's kind of similar <laughs> to the Rorschach thing where they, the Rorschach one's even more hilarious because they're like, what is it, 20 people at our first show and like 10 people at our last show or something? <laughs> yeah, 10 yeah. years later. Yeah. <laughs> so where did you buy this CD by chance? Oh, it must have been uh, your record store, I guess. <laughs> I think you probably put 
one of the songs on a mixtape okay that you made and then maybe yeah i don't know if you actually already had it in the store i can't remember maybe i ordered it preemptively knowing that you'd buy it <laughs> yeah maybe yeah <laughs> there was uh, an entry here i think it was in one of the liner notes where it said we have the unrestrained power of battalion of saints and raw power with the political and lyrical edge of ignition or articles of faith both ideas that have all been vanquished from the New York hardcore scene. Other stuff we listened to lately, Superchunk, The Clash, Jawbox, Neurosis, Moss Icon, Infest, Pleasant Valley Children, Nation of Ulysses, Stretchheads. God knows what the fuck our drummer John listens to. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the tape that you got? It's one of the liner notes, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, it's not in it's not in the CD that I have, yeah. That gives you an idea of some of the influences, but they're not like the rest of the hardcore bands of that era. They're just really sarcastic and grating and obnoxious and i just i love them i think they're one of the best hardcore bands paired up against quicksand or something and it just doesn't it's not even the same realm right yeah which is why i guess so many people are pissed off at them through the years didn't really fit into the new york hardcore scene in that way you mean or any scene really was there another band like this i mean heroin were kind of like that a little bit but heroin were more artsy i always thought I guess I got the impression too that Born Against was pissing people off kind of because of their politics and their music and their songs. And I, I don't know how much they spoke about their politics, like when they played shows and stuff, maybe a bit, but there's the famous debate they had with, <laughs> I think it's like sick of it all or something. Yeah. Yeah. On the yeah. radio, on a radio show. Yeah. Yeah. And wasn't there another New York style tough guy band that was after them as well? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. The Answer Machine. Hey, born against, you better be yeah. fucking careful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Click. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast with Sam actually recently, and he was really looking back at the whole time, and he's actually quite embarrassed by it. And he says that he doesn't really like any of the music he does or his writing. He just gets really embarrassed about it. Yeah. Looks back on it like that. From this podcast, he had a lot of severe mental health issues pretty much all through that era, panic attacks and but he was definitely lashing out at people, which, you know, we think is, oh, that's really cool. But when there's something more behind it, you know, it's, right. it's a little bit concerning in some ways. I was thinking about that recently because I've read his two books that he put out. The last one or most recent one just a couple of years ago is called Exploded View. Yeah. I thought it was really good and creative, but also touching on things that are like happening in the real world right now. And then I read something he wrote after it and he's like, oh, this book is kind of a write off like... <laughs> The world has already like gone past this book. The book's kind of useless now. And I was like, that's kind of too bad to have that kind of negative. Like, I thought it, I thought it was good. Yeah. I'm like, why is he kind of beating himself up over it? Yeah. Yeah. I read The Loom of Ruin. That was, that was super good. Yeah. He's a really good fiction writer. He also has a book out about the hardcore oh, really? yeah. world. Yeah. And he, he writes a lot about Born Against Tour Diaries and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So that'd be worth, that. worth reading. He did a really long article for, I want to say it was Vice about the guy from the dicks oh yeah about his life and his mental health issues over the years so yeah it, it's supposed to be really good i want to get that back to the rebel sound of shit and failure yeah uh, what about some of the the highlights of the album i like it all pretty much there's the one that's where it's just mike mumbling or something that's kind of funny <laughs> but yeah i guess you could say that's the throwaway track or something there are I no throw- throwaway tracks on this album <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean if, even yeah. for me I, I like that song Yeah. 
I think that they're all they're all pretty different lyrically or topically, I guess. And there's also kind of like the different phases of the band. The last four, five, six tracks are kind of my favorite when they kind of melded with Universal Order of Armageddon. Yeah. Just for like the musicianship, but also the lyrics get way more personal. And I guess it's like Adam's writing the lyrics for those last songs instead of Sam. Okay. Kind of this really interesting mix of the personal and political. The main song that always stuck out for me is my favorite housing project yeah. at the end. It's so kind of brutal, but it's also like really simple and really personal at the same time. It kind of encapsulates the band in a way, that song, I think. Do you have any sense of who played bass on what song? Because I know Tony Joy was in Born Against for a year or so, and he was also in Universal Order of Armageddon. And I also yeah. know Neil was, you know, he was the main bass player, Neil Burke, near the beginning. But there's some super amazing bass lines on this record. You know, some really cool churning bass. It's the Screeching Weasel cover, Janelle, which is weird. We'll talk about that in a minute, how weird that is. Yeah, yeah. Whoever it is, the bass playing on there is amazing. The last six songs on the album or compilation are Tony Joy. If you listen to the bass playing, you can tell it's a kind of a Moss Icon Universal Order of Armageddon, even though he played guitar in those bands. You can sort of um, compare the sound, his bass playing in Born Against, to uh, to his guitar playing in other bands. I really like it. So Screeching Weasel. <laughs> Do we yeah. have to mention this, but I guess we should. <laughs> Two covers, Go Fuck Yourself, but they slow it down by half, which is kind of weird and awesome. And then Janelle, which is one of the Screeching Weasels, kind of poppy, <laughs> Born Against doing that song. I think it's just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. I got the CD single. I guess it was a split seven inch that that yeah. comes from. On the other hand, it's like Screeching Weasels playing this song about genocide in uh, El Salvador and stuff, which is just like totally, it's like Born Against lyrics on this compilation of just Born Against. It doesn't make sense as much, but when you hear it with the Screeching Weasel on the other side, even though they're kind of a fucked up band and yeah. I guess it's kind of fucked up that they're singing <laughs> these songs that they don't care about the lyrics at all. <laughs> Speaking of weird fucked up things to sing about, they do the Different Strokes theme song. <laughs> oh yeah, the moving on moving up. On up yeah. yeah. <laughs> They do some weird things. Dog bless them for it, that they're so strange. <laughs> Liner notes are hilarious, but in regards to lyrics... He was influenced by situationism. So the theory of behavior is influenced by external situational factors rather than internal traits or motivations. That's kind of an interesting idea. It's real Zen, (laughs) new age stuff we're talking about. (laughs) That's kind of interesting because, you know, you always got the sense that he was just spouting out. And he does. But the idea that some of the stuff that he saw around him and then echoing it back some yeah. of the violence and just shitty things in life that he was turning on its head. I liked in the liner notes how it said the song Eulogy. It just says, this song got us in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the one about his friend. Yeah, that one kind of reminded me of Minor Threat, that first Minor Threat song. Yeah. Losing a friend to a dogmatic version of religion, yeah. The song Mary and Child for me has always been one of my favorites. In fact, I think we wrote a song for our band, (laughs) which was a complete, we completely tried to rip it off (laughs) with way less interesting lyrics, probably. (laughs) But just the idea that hearing a guy in a hardcore band singing about anti-abortionists and women's right to choose was just 
that was a great moment for me. And I think that's one of the moments where I was able to carry through in my own creative process later to have that, you know, wanting to speak out and not feeling like you can't say or address certain topics. And this is, you know, back probably I first heard this when I was in my early 20s. Yeah, that one kind of always stuck out to me. I think that might have been a song you put on the mixtape for me that was kind of my introduction. Those first few songs are all kind of referencing religion and the irony of their their actual disrespect for human life, but then them kind of covering it up by this imaginary thing about uh, fetuses being aborted. Mm-hmm. And that stands out to me now, the confirmation of all these unmarked graves for residential schools. I just kind of drew that connection now where this Christian religion organized Christian churches like portraying themselves as being all good and they care about life and all this, but then it's completely the opposite. They don't care about life at all, or they only care about certain people's lives, but they don't care about women's lives and they don't care about, you know, native people's lives. Um, There's the heavy stuff, but then they also have this really sarcastic, sometimes hilarious stuff. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I love this band is because you can get that knowledge, that experience from them, but you can also laugh. The beginning of the album, Hi, We're Born Against, <laughs> Suck My Lizard or whatever. Yeah. What is it? We're Something Born like Against. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we have played it before, so yeah. you can go back and hear it. <laughs> just the fact that that's the very first thing on this compilation really sets the tone for that smart ass. You know, they're fairly young. They just stuck out their necks. There is no turning back from that once you stick out your neck, especially in a hardcore scene like in New York and New Jersey. Yeah. You got to follow that path. There's, there's, It's too late to turn back at that point. <laughs> I mean, I think the sarcasm and the humor is good. For some people, it just comes naturally, I guess. But also, I think it's kind of a good way to criticize things that are wrong in the world is through humor and sarcasm, mm-hmm. better than just being totally straightforward and serious. Yeah, like a really heavy political thing. I think the humor aspect of it, poking fun at the system or aspects of oppression and things that are wrong in the world. I think the humor kind of actually gives it a stronger edge. In a way, it's more uh, easier for people to digest. I guess it pissed people off too, on on the other hand, but. (laughs) Eternal God, we approach thee. I thought this was funny too in the good father liner notes it says bassist and drummer tried to skip the first recording date and tried to quit later that night but were only successful a week later <laughs> <laughs> twisted their arm <laughs> but yeah they definitely went through a lot of people in their band <laughs> yeah and we haven't really talked too much about adam because he was in life's blood with neil right. and then they formed born against but then he started a band called young pioneers which i know you're a fan of yeah he brought so much to this band as well. It wasn't just the bass playing and Sam. The drumming was also really good. But yeah, Adam was really the anchor for it all in some ways. He had the really jangly stuff going on, but he also had the really hard, powerful stuff as well. 
yeah no i definitely think he's musically the anchor of the band like his guitar playing's really good and uh, i guess i got into life's blood and young pioneers later on and they're both like really different bands but it's interesting to see the the evolution i guess of his guitar playing and then later in young pioneers he's writing lyrics again like at the end of born against I think he did some writing, like they used to put out Born Against zines. They had like Dear Jesus and they had yeah. a couple other zines that Adam was involved in like writing to. Yeah. What do you think of Sam's other bands, the ones that came after Born oh, Against? Yeah, there was Men's Recovery Project, which was Sam and a couple other people. They did have that one seven inch, which is actually just Born Against. It's like a reunion, but they just called it Men's Recovery Project. It's kind of like a spoof. They're singing songs like they're in the 80s. They have a song about Ronald Reagan and stuff. <laughs> It kind of makes sense as being like a men's recovery project kind of thing too. Yeah. It's Adam and Brooks from Born Against. Okay. I don't know why they did that, but it's actually a really good seven inch. It's just straightforward, hardcore, not like the rest of men's recovery project, but I like men's recovery project a lot too. I like Wrangler Brutes as well. They're really good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I've seen some live footage of Born Against shows and (laughs) some of it's really uh, cantankerous and baiting people, which is funny, but in retrospect, you got to wonder, well, how much fun were these guys having playing these shows? <laughs> yeah. I heard a story, I don't know if it's true, but the first Men's Recovery Project show, they billed it as the follow-up to Born Against, former members of Born Against and stuff. And then people showed up and they didn't even play. They just ate a bowl of cereal or something and then left. <laughs> like it was just to piss people off or something. Like, I don't know if that's true at all or not, but I thought it was kind of funny. Sounds true to me. Yeah. Uh, there's also that video of Wrangler Brutes and they're playing in front of this office building. It's almost like they set up a generator and just started playing. And there's a woman that walks by and I guess she's like not into it. (laughs) Sam sort of chases after her. He starts doing this speech. He always does these speeches, I guess, whenever shows went sideways, he'd do these speeches about the Declaration of Independence or something. (laughs) uh, Speaking of which, so I know you're not supposed to go to YouTube comments at all because it's just a cesspool of humanity, but I did look on there to check out some of the comments below this particular compilation album, and I'm going to fire a few at you here. So there's one by Patrick Colhane, and it was posted four years ago. He says, fun fact, the opening when Sam says, suck my lizard, was August 27th, 1989 at CBGB's. My birthday changed my life. (laughs) (laughs) Makes it sound like just that. Just him saying that changed his life. Uh, (laughs) Must have been a good show, though. (laughs) Yeah. Here's one from Ivan Rivera, posted five years ago. Sam McFeeders, all capital letters, three exclamation points. I am fucking laughing so hard right now. This brings me back to such great memories of Sam, all capitals, announcing to the crowd that nobody can dance as hard as me. Then he would throw himself into the crowd. I bought this on vinyl for $5. (laughs) And this one's probably my favorite, although it's completely off base and maybe isn't something to joke about. But for none of the nuns six months ago, just says boring Nazi music. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I think Born Against are pretty much as far away from Nazi music as you can get. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Maybe it's because Adam had a shaved head or something. (laughs) But lyrically and politically, yeah, they're the opposite. Do you have any other memories of this record through the years or any other thoughts about it? Um, Both of us never saw them live, so we can't really go there. Yeah. No, I was just thinking about how this is probably one of the, even though it's not a real album, this is probably one of the albums I've listened to the most of any band or any wow. any recorded album. Yeah. There's a couple like the Faith Void split 
for some reason I can just listen to that en endlessly on repeat and th the same with this not so much lately but back in the day I just used to listen to it on repeat just mm -hmm. listen to it you know every day or every couple days or something it still kind of holds up for me yeah I still kind of like it just as much as I did back then really that's not the case with everything from that era for sure yeah you mean you're not listening to the struggle seven inch every day no yeah there's certain <laughs> yeah certain things like that that are way more particular yeah or even something like the sawhorse seven inch or something like i kind of still like the music a lot but the lyrics seem more dated to me or something yeah some bands are like that i could listen to figazi's first album and think that it was just recorded yesterday yeah this album, this compilation album, has a really interesting flow because you said that you still listen to it or you can listen to it on repeat. But there's a lot going on here. It's not like it's a traditional, probably because it's a compilation, but also the band themselves aren't really, it's not song, this song, this song. It's just here's a weird screwed up song with him just mumbling. Here's a, <laughs> here's a really slow building riff with some samples in the background. And then you've got some straight ahead songs like Mary and Child. Once again, the battle band that your body and those Who want control, they down their curtain Black and white And red all over They keep the backstreet budgets in business They're advertised From a full horn And the all-knowing Madison of this make-believe graveyard Which suddenly wake up Before things Yeah, there's a lot of variety on it like you're saying yeah. yeah like some songs are super fast some are really slow like there's the well-fed buck one about your boss being your best friend that's really slow and like sludgy you know maybe that's part of why it's so much a replay value they would say right there's so much <laughs> variety who is they <laughs> i want to know who they is <laughs> <laughs> just trying to put myself outside the music industry i guess <laughs> yeah. i like the album too they put out another cd which is their album Mind Patriotic Hymns for Children. Yeah. And then they had like a 10 inch EP that they put on that CD too. That's really different from this because that's like a cohesive album, you know? Even still though, it still has a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, there's still a lot of variety. They put out the Nine Patriotic Hymns for Children. Was it 10 inch or was it an LP? That's the LP, yeah. And then the 10 inches they put on to the end, it's called Patriotic Battle Hymns. Okay. It's like a similar name, yeah, but they're different. But I guess the. <laughs> The cover of it is like a, people actually bought it thinking it was just like a patriotic, American patriotic album <laughs> for children or something. <laughs> wow, that would be a big surprise. Yeah. Do you remember coming into my record store and always hitting me with the Yo Born Against? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that you mention it, yeah. I think we would do that on the phone too or something. Yeah, we'd just like pretend. <laughs> do you remember actually how it goes? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, vaguely yeah that's it's on the album yeah you better fucking <laughs> it's like yo born against you better be extremely fucking cautious who you talk shit about yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yo born against you better be extremely fucking cautious about who you talk shit about i used to joke about that with other people too yeah it's iconic yeah it's like a classic <laughs> line do you have any new bands or things you're listening to that you can plug? I would plug this band Maron. 
They're from LA. They're really similar to like Swizz. I don't know if they're still around, but they put out a couple albums just a couple years ago. And it's some people that were in a band called Esperanza before that. Okay. It's a M-A-R-R-O-N. I really recommend them if you're into Swizz and like DC hardcore or ebullition style hardcore stuff. Or uh, that new band Red Hair. Yeah. They're really good too. And Maroon is similar to them, yeah. And you turned me on to the X-Breathers, which are so good. Oh, yeah. We listen to that a lot. It's just really, I mean, no means no inspired, weirdo, fast, hardcore, all the best things. (laughs) (laughs) They're super good, yeah. And we actually did another episode of this with No Means Knows Wrong. That'll be available as well, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just re-listening to that recently, and it's still incredible. Yeah, that's one of the best albums of that time period for sure, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks a lot for doing this. Yeah, thank you too. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Shut your head!